This is Fat Radio International. Embrace the alternative. unlike anything on your planet the story of a boy a boy and a universe a big sprawling space saga of rebellion and romance it's a spectacle light years ahead of its time an epic of heroes and villains and aliens from a thousand worlds a billion years in the making Radio, the greatest radio show in the universe. Every Wednesday, 8 p.m. until 10 p.m. Exclusive to Fab Radio International. Hello and welcome to Starburst Radio at Fab Radio International with me, Mike Royce, and Mr Martin Unsworth. Hello. And Mr Chris Hayes. Hello there. And we are the editors of the world's longest-running magazine of sci-fi, horror and fantasy. We've been going since 1977 and you can find us on shelves of all good bookshops and magazine places and newsagents and... Even some bloody supermarkets. How amazing is that, eh? We're not only the longest running, we're the bestest. Oh, absolute. That isn't the only reason. It, we've been around a long time and we're around a long time because we've been the best. Yeah. There you go. Nobody does it better. No, indeed. See what I did there? Yeah, I know. I know what you did there. That's one for the live radio listeners. Yeah. If you're listening on podcast, you won't be aware that we played the No Time to Die theme on the way in. Mm. But uh, I was just complaining a little bit there because it, again... Again, it's sampling all the horns and John Barry's guitar twang in a, an effort to make it sound like an authentic Bond song. It's actually a good song. I mean, if it got released and it wasn't a Bond title, I'd go, oh, that's a nice ballad, that. That's it's quite for me, to be honest. She's a good singer, though. I mean, you got to remember, she's Martin 18. doesn't like a new artist. Oh, Shock yeah. horror. Shit, yeah. oh, I knew you Billie were gonna, Eilish, oh, I knew God. you were going to say Rubbish. something. Yeah. Rubbish. I knew you were going to say something. I'm just waiting for you to pick on me. No, he's wait, he, his favourite's Shirley Bassey. Let's get her back. I don't mind her. No, oh, let's get the one off, what is it, um, Stars in Their Eyes. <laughs> Maxine, Silla Black, Maxine. No, there was there was a, the woman who did the, the woman who pretended to be her on Stars in Your Eyes. <laughs> oh, okay. Let's get her to do one. Um, you know what? That'd be better. Yeah, this is all right. This. I mean, I've seen some people. It's always anybody over fifties, over forty, whatever. They've been moaning about about it on. I'm not moaning about. It. I just, it just it, doesn't but... do anything for me. That's no, because yeah. you don't like anything made after 1972. This has been established. Not true. As if Billie Eilish would float your boat. Not true. If I had a boat, 
you never know if I asked her nicely, she might do. I don't know, but... I'll tell you, somehow I did. I These did. kids I don't do bit, floating I, boats. I was taken aback by what she was wearing to the uh, music awards. It looked the, like a the, teepee. I did not the understand Brits. it. The I, Brits, yeah. No, nobody in the right mind watches the Brits anymore. Oh, fuck off. Jesus Christ, you're making a sound like... This is like it's being transmitted live from an old people's home, this. Get off me you know. Yeah. Jesus. I think she looked great. I didn't. I didn't. I really didn't. I think she does look great normally, but I, I just seen hated it, so. whatever that was. I, did, I don't know what it was. It looked like someone had, had made her something to wear out of a load of tea cozies. You know, it just looked weird to me. It was odd, but you know, she's a yeah, but it didn't look a music odd cool, artist. Though. It didn't look odd cool. You get odd, yeah. you get odd bad and odd cool, and that was odd. I bad. bet it wasn't as good as Bjork's swan outfit. Uh, it was the one that wore that dress of meat that, that time. Was Gaga, that was Gaga. That was Gaga. No, no, seriously, somebody did yeah. wear a dress at <laughs> me. Yeah. See what you uh-huh. did there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> oh, it was all right. The last that. never start. It was all right, that. I didn't mind. But, yeah, it's that song. It must have stank. Can you imagine being set, sat on her table? Was it real meat? Yeah. But I'm assuming she took it off and changed to something else before that point she just maybe, did it to make a point on entry. maybe she was a I bit whiffy and that was to cover up a yeah. proper whiff <laughs> it's to make a point i mean there's a lot of that going on i mean natalie portman was wearing a dress to the oscars do you remember it, it had all the names stitched on it of the the women who hadn't been nominated or hadn't won oh yeah yes yet. in the who'd, threats, been, yeah. who'd been overlooked yeah. and ignored so that that seemed like a good thing but no rose mcgowan uh, ripped her a new arsehole the following day and oh, said that she's an dude. absolute disgrace and that she uh well she's she, the go-to she, person for ripping arseholes yeah she's just putting on That's another performance <laughs> yeah no she said that she's putting on yet another performance uh, pretending to be somebody who cares when in actual fact you know she she doesn't walk the walk like the rest of us and, and doesn't do anything. Well, there's kettle and pan. Well, not really. I mean, you can't well, not well, rise going for not doing anything. My no, God, no. She gets she, up every day and, and she jumps in when stop. she's not needed. That's the well, problem. that's that's what I mean. Well, that's the opposite of what you just said. No, no, no. Pot on the kettle. No, it's totally the opposite. It's not because I, I just think she she thinks she's right and she's not sometimes. Yeah, I I was always on her side until I saw the documentary on the flight back um, about a year ago and. This is a fucking nutbag. I mean, the stuff that she was coming out with on that, it just, it, it went way beyond. I totally get why she's annoyed and th- that guy's a monster and he's getting his come up. And so, I mean, fair play to her. She won at the end. She spent years not able to work. And, you know, we were saying on this show before it ever came up, we were openly discussing the fact that she'd been raped by Weinstein. But... She she did she won at the end she won at the end because there he is and I don't I think you're going to see him get sent to jail next week I really do no, because no. that that well there was no defence and it was terrible what was coming out I mean I wouldn't repeat it on here it's that bad that's how bad it is even I won't repeat well, it's, it it's a bit you know? ironic that we've just had one trial with no prosecution allowed who's very similar <laughs> yeah he's very similar if you think that Trump hasn't got up to that. Um, you, yeah. You're mistaken because he bloody has. He's had 16 accusations of it. Yeah, you know, it's not away. Cosby bad, but it's getting there, isn't it? But Weinstein, no, and uh, uh, but my God, I mean, poor old Natalie Portman. She's making out like, oh, she did it for attention. 
more to get attention for Natalie Portman than to oh. actually make a, a, a stance. He's not happy. He wants you to know. get on film yeah, news. No. No, no, uh, no, I'm annoyed for Natalie Portman. Yeah, it, yeah you it can't do me. right for wrong. So I she know. tried to do a nice thing, and yeah. it wasn't just Rose McGowan that jumped down her throat on this one. I saw the comments on Twitter. What, even more? Uh, you would not believe it. I didn't it. read them. It was an avalanche of hate. People just want to be outraged Jesus at all Christ. times and turn it round. So it became about um But did race. Rose McGowan break that? On them, no, on them. or no. did they start? Anyway? No, they started immediately. Well, immediately, what, what is she supposed to do then well, to raise the issue to help? If she she, she did a, a you know a, a nice, subtle, very classy thing. I, I thought, and but people are going to no matter what you do in this world now, people are going to find fault. Absolutely. So she should have been what boycotting she, it, stood boycott- there, cha- chained herself to the railings in front of it. What what would have been? Lord knows who you know, but but I'm, who I'm, cares? I know. Who cares? Just, just get on trying to do yeah. good things in the world and people should settle down, recognise when someone is trying to do a nice thing and yeah. leave them be. I'm and, actually... And zip it. Because there's, actually, enough pain, yeah. there's enough pain out there to go well, and attack. That's so what I mean. concentrate I, on that. I'm a fan of Natalie Portman as a person. Yeah. It doesn't even matter. I do, of course, I like the stuff she's done. Lots of it, especially V for Vendetta, but I don't... I think as a person, I mean, they, they, I don't think she's put a foot wrong, really, has she? Well, I mean, she's many been people, really yeah. nice, really nice person. And when you see her in interviews, she's very eloquent and, and you know, and, and she's game for a laugh. Like I so said, we're talking about them raps she did for Saturday Night Live. They're incredible, she's, yeah. She's allowing herself to be taken piss out of over the prequels and she's there in a Amidala outfit. Yeah, the collaboration is with brilliant. The Lonely Island, if you look them up. Yeah. Uh, I think that it is just called The Natalie Portman Rap, and yeah. then The Natalie Portman Rap 2, Crazy. she did uh, like five years later. Crazy. Amazing stuff. Well, the first one very, actually very made my jaw drop, yeah. because it had the correct effect. you go, she's doing what? It was so out of character for her. And Tell you what, so good. for the podcast listeners only, mm-hmm. we should drop it a little bit in right now. Definitely. I guess I'm showing my age Now bend over and spread them Cause you about to get Damn Fascinating stuff Now I have to ask Natalie Have you seen the new Star Wars movies? No Oh well they're really good They're much better than Better than what? Shit Say something about the motherfucking prequels bitch They were good Say something fucking nice about Jar Jar Binks Now kiss him right on his 17 dicks What? While I sit dead on your face and take a shit Oh, there you go. oh gosh! Maybe so that was funny, wasn't it? What yes, was your, What was your best line? Oh, don't that for the podcast listeners. That we'll, one in the we'll, middle. We'll insert our own answer to <laughs> yeah, that yeah, right yeah. here. I like it best when she asked for the man to kiss Jar Jar Binks on his seventeen dicks. There you go. Yeah, I agree. There I agree go. with you, Mike. Yeah. You know what? Should we crack on? Yeah. With some semblance of a just, show. We also asked last week in that bonus bit mm. for people to leave reviews. And uh, because, be nice. because in 10 years, we've never asked anyone to do it. Nope. And it just helps the podcast, doesn't it? Nope. Somehow. We want Rate to and review. We want Tap to the bell. No, that's YouTube. Is that, oh, to I ring think, the yeah. bell. Yeah, it's YouTube. Rate, review, that. subscribe, all that nonsense. Yeah, so, but we have had two. And you we don't did. want to ring that bell, by the way, because it just it, you keep getting emails after emails after emails. 
well, if you ring yeah, the bell. No, you gotta, it's crazy. You've got to switch notific- the notifications everything. off, though. I know, that's what I mean. But they say, oh, ring the bell, they put you on a, this massive guilt trip. Yeah, you're like we're doing. Because you free content-ish. Is it? Well, in a way, yeah. YouTube's free. Yeah, well, yeah. Well, some of it is. What do you mean, some of it is? There's a, there's a subscriber for Oh, and we're, as, as well. if we're going to do that. We're not going to pay for YouTube. We're, we're doing the Patreon soon, I think. Are we? <laughs> oh, fuck off. No. Listen, that's never... Needed. I'm up for it. I need a few extra pennies. Listen, that... I need pennies. Yeah. yeah. Do, <laughs> do you want to go on the um, Tell Them Steve Dave's Patreon page and have a look at what they're doing now and how many shows? They, they're literally doing shows around the clock trying to make up that comic book man wage. Yeah, I know. Instead of just doing comic book men yep. on YouTube yep. or something yep. like that. Yep. You know what I mean? 15-minute episodes. They can't own the IP on some guys doing a comic book. Then story. just call it The Secret Stash. Yeah, I know. How can we figure it out? I don't know. It's a serious question, though. Know. I've had, you know, I always thought, like, if, if we had time, you know, could we do extra content and whatnot? And I always thought a good idea would be Starburst movie commentaries. Would yeah. anyone listening be interested in us doing commentaries? You mean like a mystery science theatre type thing? Yeah. Well, similar. Yeah. You, you put it out and you... Except you... actually um, insightful Act- and knowledgeable. And funny. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I'm sure it'd end up funny. I don't know. It's I don't just like an idea. people taking the piss during a film. Well, that's not the point with them, is it? You're not going to watch that to watch the quality watch of a film, are you? No, I, if I you're know, doing that, I mean, it annoys me when they're taking the Mickey out of a film that I like. Yeah, have you ever listened to a, a, a commentary on a DVD or something? Oh yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm just saying, yeah. I'm just you know, yeah, but if informative he, and, but if they say and occasionally yeah. funny. Hmm. Not like mysteries. We're not I'm just crow and servo here. Well, you do look a little listen, bit like. Listen, which one? <laughs> Which one? Look, I, they do on the director's commentary. I've heard people slacking their own film off. Oh, that's, that's fine. Quite so, often. Yeah. Quite often. I don't listen to that many of them. I did what everybody else did, which was, you know, DVD came out and it's like, oh, director's commentary and, and deleted scenes. And then I devour the disc and then I'd watch another and devour it. And then two years later, it's a kind of, I'm lucky if I'm watching the film. Serious you know. question. Another serious question, yeah. number two, right? Uh, commentaries, where have they gone? Why are they trapped on our shelves? Why haven't the movie companies just put those audio files online so you can listen to them at any time? This is just a load of wasted content because I thought it's it, gotten it to a time. Make sense without the film because it ties in with sequences. Though, are you telling me that you uh, wouldn't be able to like listen on your daily jog? Because mm. I know you jog a lot. Yeah, uh, and listen right. to a uh, Living Daylights commentary mm. from you know Roger Moore. Oh yeah, I'd, be, I'd know, I'd know the bits, <laughs> but not everyone would, would they? You know, what are you laughing at? What are you laughing at? The intentional gag. Uh, you know what I mean. You know, you, you're that. You you kind of only listen into commentaries anyway to of films that you actually love. So we know them backwards and forwards. I used to have like a a, a massive file of uh, a massive folder. Sorry, full of uh, commentaries ripped from uh, from DVDs. Yeah, yeah. But it's such a pain in the ass oh, to go through that. the rigmarole of like separating that audio mm. file out there but i used to listen to him constantly yeah just before you discovered podcasts 
it was pre-podcast, yeah. Right. yeah, yeah. I think podcasts do that, don't they? Because they're discussing the film and, and you know... You just have to yeah, like, you, you sync it up with the movie and there we go. Yeah. You, we'd, we'd have it on in here. You wouldn't yeah. be able to hear the sound. And here's me explaining how we can record a, a movie commentary. Yeah, it'll be quite it'll simple. Be dead, but dead, dead, dead easy. You put it on a laptop there and we just watch yeah. it and we go, oh, have you seen this? Da, da, da. And then there'll be anecdotes <laughs> that we remember. This. <laughs> yeah, we'll, be, we'll remember bits. And then there's the anecdotes that we know of as well. Like, oh, this is the bit that, you know. If we're watching a Yui Ball movie, you know, you'd remember the it's best. It's hanging much skin. There we exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, it's not there now on the Blu-ray. <clears throat> it was never there. Yeah, it was never there, was it, Martin? That's why they Blu-rayed it out. It's That's why they digitally altered it and got rid of it because it wasn't there. They got there. sick of people talking about it. It was never oh a hanging much Oh, my God, have you seen the VHS copy I of that? I have done. I've well, seen what every is up with single you? Yeah, element. And, and something swings from left to right. From That's a different film altogether. Oh, dear. You know what's there now, though, don't I you? I do know what's there, yeah. A it's big ridiculous. bird. Yeah. Big flamingo yeah. type yeah. thing. Yeah, stretching yeah. his a wings. A big emu. That's what I mean. They've All they've done is proved what I said when they did that. I wonder if anyone listening is not familiar with what the hell we are talking about well, right now. I'll refer back to podcast number one, number two, number three. <laughs> Munchkin <laughs> number four. Very clever. <laughs> Wizard of Oz, the Munchkins were manically depressed. They were that. Uh, they were a real handful. They were going out on the town, getting pissed. They were actually getting barred from all the pubs and stuff. And one of them was going out with a, a normal-sized lady. Normal. And she, when I say normal, that's, yeah, you know what I mean, an yeah. average-sized lady. Sorry, I've got all um, woke. Well, there isn't a normal, is there? It could be any. The, I mean, women are five foot one and six foot two, aren't they? You know, there is no normal. And That's all they, they, someone of average sort of height, and and then average? she dumped him. She dumped him while they were filming it, and he went on a bender and he committed suicide. And there is the one. It's the first ever commercial snuff movie it's because not. it's in the scene. And lots of people spotted it, and it went into an urban myth, but it's an urban myth that you could actually look at. And then people like Martin started going, oh, it's not, because there was, it was never reported. Yeah, do you think they would report that? Even, Come on. Even people the studio, MGM now, would not report that. Now the people are saying, no, that never happened. Who is? They're all dead. There's only there's all one dead. munchkin alive. No, he died three weeks ago. Three weeks? The last, the last munchkin it's died three convenient. weeks ago. Yeah. <laughs> It's one of conspiracy things. Yeah. <laughs> so, so from VHS the, the you can see it. VHS you can see it. The DVD re-release you couldn't see it. There was nothing there, so they digitally erased it. And then on the Blu-ray, because everyone was going on about it that much, there's a stupid bird there now. There's Let, literally a bird there. Let's try and get the eight millimeter version. Yeah. And that will be definitive. Oh, I'd, I'd go, whatever that shows, I'm going with. But I'm just saying to you that you can't blame people for being, you know, suspicious that they've digitally removed that scene and put a CGI bird there. Oh, I don't think that's ridiculous. For no reason. I think it's ridiculous. Because they haven't done that anywhere else. It's not a George Lucas special edition where all the way through there's little wizards in the background and other stuff. They haven't added anything to any other scene in the entire film except for the hanging munchkin. The, uh, The hanging munchkin's gone and you've got that weird peacock thing. Anyway, Her, the suggestion there to do a little eight millimeter showing, mm-hmm. I know the perfect place that we could do that. Mm-hmm. The upcoming Starburst International Film Festival 2020. That would be an amazing idea. On March 
13th and 14th. Yeah. Where can we get the print from? Well, prints don't come easy for Wizard of Oz nowadays. I mean, would it fit in, though, because we've got so much amazing got, stuff in there? We've got a ton of content. Bloody we've just well, announced some other films today. Do you want to fill the listeners in on that? Let's do that. Uh, some new films added to the bill that are probably going to surprise you two as well, actually, these. Uh, What's that supposed to mean? It's <laughs> <laughs> the way things go. Oh, I've bloody sat through all these. I know what to expect. Yep. Uh, we've got uh, Charlie Steed's new film, An English Haunting. Is uh, His last film, uh, The Barge People, did rather well on the festival circuit. Oh, yes, I'm very familiar, yeah. Uh, Ice Cream on the Beach, we'll be glad to know we're showing that. Yep. Great fun, that movie. Yeah. Uh, Nefarious. Very Tarantino-esque. Oh, dear. <laughs> shut your, shut your, shut no, your. I'm not oh, the movie. Show, your description of it, Tarantino-esque. I think that's good. Oof. Someone that is not even that keen on. <laughs> that, 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 that's, if anyone's been listening to this show for any time, you know. I, just, I admit that could actually sound like a bad compliment. But yeah, 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 yeah uh, just incredible. a little bit. But no, I'm, 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 talking, I'm talking outside my own personal thing here. Uh, those Who Deserve to Die, which sounds like us. <laughs> For this show, yeah. yeah. Uh, there's a, a, a very sort of uh, short, but long enough to be a feature anthology called Surprise we're showing. Mm. And, uh, and as well as the ones we've already announced, like A Little More Flesh, which was very similar to the, your concept of a commentary. Yeah, yeah, that that yeah. one, that one. I've got to say, it will be one that I think in the brochure it will advise um, those easily offended. Maybe have to uh, have a think about watching that one. We do need some kind of uh, caution. There is, there is a scene or two in that that's quite the to majority the, to of the it. bone. Yeah, but and there's the, one and, bit that's really the, there's bad. one bit that's very to the bone. <laughs> okay, yeah. do you want to give a little pitch what it's about? It's, it's basically a, it's supposed to be an old film from yeah. the 70s, which has been rediscovered, going to be put onto Blu-ray, and the director's doing a commentary, and we're listening to the commentary as we're seeing the film. And the director is not that great a bloke, right? And he's, he's a director of the 70s he's, who who, yeah. who may have a few... Uh, skeletons ish, in his closet? Skeletons and... Uh, Issues with issues with females, issues with people of race, issues with anything really. Just yeah. like people of a certain age mm. that voted for Brexit. Yeah. Crikey. Right, well on that fun note. So, Any more? There's loads. Sorry before we move on. We've got the Go on, keep them coming. We've got, Martin, we've got the English coming. premiere of Sea Fever. Oh, brilliant. Uh, we've got the colour screening of the Black Gloves with Owlman in person. Mm. Uh, I cannot wait for that. Yep. Larry Brewster. Yeah. You can have your uh, have your chance to... Uh, He's a hoot, that fella. Woo! Mm. Uh, have your chance to have a photo with the Owl Man. Mm. And uh, very limited, you know, because that guy in the suit can't last forever. <laughs> what do you mean, a guy in a suit? Oh, yeah, it's a real man. It's it? a real Owl Man. Yeah, it's a real yeah. Owl Man. Yep. Get uh, slipped up there. And a very... <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, God. Behind the curtain. Coming back to the Wizard of Oz, you see. And a great little uh, sort of comedic gore fest called Chestersburg. Yep, great film. And lots, lots more. Go to the website, starburstfilmfest.co.uk. 
You'll get a full list of everything we've announced so far. And you've not even touched upon all the incredible shorts nope. either, have you? No, nope. only because we announced the features Films, today. Martin, films, not shorts of, you know, uh, the people. <laughs> it's you that like them. What? <laughs> the short people. I don't know what you mean. I mean, shorts is in short of the attire. All right. I don't oh, like, you like made it. it more complicated. I don't like now. people in shorts. Forget it. But it's all lovingly curated. And lots of people there, it's going to be like, you're going to be mixing with the people who are in the films, the people that made the films, the people that write your favourite magazine. We'll all, we're all going to be there. And even the people for Starburst. Yeah. I think we should give a few tickets. Yeah. Definitely. I think we should. So we, we actually had a little contest last week. We did. Uh, we had we had dozens of entries. Guess what Martin's drinking? Yeah, yeah. It was something like this. We, we don't need a repeat. Mm. Yeah. And what was the answer? Uh, it was last week. It was Carlsberg. Right. What is it this week? <laughs> <laughs> what? You just we're just doing the same thing. <laughs> no, 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 no. Let's have a different question. Yeah, because that was actually a callback. It was a very, very clever yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, thought about uh, a question, wasn't it? It was. To do with last uh, a topic on last week's show. It wasn't. It was just pulled it out of our ass. But. Yeah. Well, and the question this week, what's Chris drinking? <laughs> yeah. right, here we go. Here we go. Mm. <sighs> oh, that's refreshing. There we go. Yeah. The, the, let's, yes. Let's, let's have a more sensible that. question. Oh right. Well, okay. You can go with that, or you can go with uh, go go with your sensible question. No, no. I'm, I'm asking you. You're Mister Sensible. Uh, am I? All right. Well, I'll, uh, next break we'll come back with the, with the question. So keep listening. And uh, uh, every we right could answer based on what we've already said already in the show. Go on. What, what year was did that Munchkin die? Oh no. What year did? W- was Starburst first published? What year was the last year that I liked music? Yeah. <laughs> now, go with the first year Starburst was published. What year w- did Starburst go on the newsstand? Yeah, there we go. There you go, and it's already been said. So and if you no Wikipedia excuse. it, you might get it wrong. And how are they going to do... How, how are they going to claim their pair of tickets? Email? Email, Twitter. Email or Twitter, yeah. Um, we were on the studio at Fab Radio International. And we're on Twitter. Starburst underscore mag. So there's lots of ways of getting through. Plus, if you, even if you're listening to the show on podcast during the week, you can just email in the uh, info at starburstmagazine.com. Um, you'll find the these addresses on the website. So yep. you've just got to let us know by hook or by crook and we'll get you your tickets and it, if and you're in, one of the first people to do it. In the header, you've got to put, I'm desperate to go to the Starburst Film Festival. No, That's you don't. Fine. We need a quote, you see. <laughs> um, should we get a break? And yeah. then we can, we can come back. Coming up, I just say we haven't foreshadowed the fact that we've got a very special interview with George Takei. Oh, Star Trek. He's going to be with us. Uh, we caught up with him a little while ago, and the interview is now being brought to you. It's it's going to be good. What a good show. Every Wednesday at 8pm, pour yourself the Jaeger water and get ready for two hours of sci-fi, horror and fantasy. Starburst Radio. Your compensation for having no life.
Ladies and gentlemen, your projectionist tonight is Eric, who has a hot, thirsty job, which he does very well, and uh, unlike you, hasn't time to get himself a refreshing drink of Kia Ora. Thank you. Full details of programmes of this cinema can be seen every day in the Evening Mail. Your guide to our programmes. What a great movie! Number five was a fantastic robot. Short Circuit, the fabulous new movie. And you can relive it all in this full colour sticker album. Number two, Stephanie! <laughs> Each sticker is an exact scene from the film, and there's a super pull-out poster in every album. I've got two for tea. What for a long break? The short circuit album is 25 pence. Each packet of stickers is just 12 pence. From Panini. Starburst Radio, the weekly jolt to your genre chakra. Embrace the alternative with Fab Radio. And welcome back to Starburst Radio at Fab Radio International and we're just building up to the George Takai sorry it's Takai he actually told a story about that because he said that that William Shatner was deliberately mispronouncing his name he thought he didn't make the effort to learn and he went uh, one day he was saying to him no Bill it's uh, Takai Takai as in toupee yeah. Rhymes with yeah, rhymes with toupee. Oh, was he that. was he getting in a, a little dig there? Yeah, because Shatner. He certainly was. Yeah. Did they, Shatner wear a wig back then? Yeah, he did. I could pretty much tell you when he started wearing it. it okay, was, there was he was doing a couple of shows before and when he was on the Twilight Zone. He he was receding and you could see that there wasn't a lot. Yeah, he wasn't terrible. I mean, yeah. you, you could see he was clearly starting to recede and he must have been 33, 34. So if he started receding and going quite early, then you'd suggest that by the time he's 36 to maybe 40, he'd be gone, you know. Right. So I reckon when he did Star Trek, he, I think he was really thin on top. I think Sean Connery sort of thinning. And then by the time he was doing the movies, I think that was a... So I, mean, I don't know if it was a, a weave or a a wig or what, I don't know, but he definitely... Or a, a Trump-style yeah. flyover. But there's no way at the age he is now that he's going to have that. Have you seen how thick it is? And, you know, it's like, you don't, come on, you don't end up with that at that age. What about only, only Martin allowed to have that much hair at that age, <laughs> you know. Let's study his hair. Let's look at your hairline there, man. It's thinning. Right. Uh, You know when you went to meet Spock? Mm. Uh, It's not fucking Spock, is it? It's George Oh, right, okay. He didn't even do Nanu. Nanu, I was disappointed. You know, the people are going to be tearing their hair out over that when they're... Well, uh, that comes full circle. Yeah. Right. Well, so when, when, you, when, when we met me... the actor that played Sulu, who was oh, also Sulu. a political activist, Sulu, yeah, yeah, Han it's really, Sulu. Di- really difficult. Uh, that came, he shot first. I think that came first. <laughs> what did? If you, what you're getting at is, oh, that sounds like Han Solo. Oh, rip off. I'm not. 1966 I'm just, Star Trek was I'm not. made. It's okay. just poking with a stick. Takei, when you went yes. to meet George Takei, yes. Why? Why were you there? Did it have anything to do with our uh, brilliant sponsors, the yes. Horror Channel? Yes, it did. Oh, oh God, now you mention it, don't you have some Horror Channel yes. pimpage to do? From from Horror Channel, mm-hmm. not the... Not the? No, there's no the. It's not called the. 
I misspoke. You did. Naughty boy. Uh, as as is our want, we, we, we once a week, we recommend... What are you doing? Once a week, we recommend a couple of films for this weekend uh, that you can view on the v- very same channel. Sunday night, 9 o'clock. I think you'll all both like this one. Go on. You're next. Oh, yeah. Adam Wingard's fantastic home invasion movie. Yeah, it's not as good as the guest. No, but it's still great. The guest is fantastic. It is. It's a yeah. classic, stone cold classic. Mm. But there's a lot of great stuff in this. Yeah. No, it's, it's really good. I like yeah. your next. Yeah. yeah. I didn't like strangers. Um, strangers. The, the strangers. Yeah. Huh? Home invasion. Yeah. He's going back. He wants. Oh, you want to talk about more home invasion movies? Oh, I'm home invasion. There was one today. Who oh, was just it? Died before. What a home invasion! There. A real one, yeah. Oh god, let's famous not talk about rapper. that. No, someone really famous. There was a home invasion. They shot him while they were robbing him. That's good. No, it's not good. Well, it's horrific it's news. It's topical. No, I think it's a sad. Bit. I don't really know him though. He's a rapper. Oh, that him. that idiot. Right, I don't yeah. know. I've never heard. Well, of you him. know who it is if you said that idiot. Got an idea. I saw it uh, pop up on Twitter and I didn't even know the name. Yeah. So, so I'll smoke him. He's dead anyway. Uh, anyway, uh, on Monday, I've got a, throwing a, a curveball. We're doing Sunday, Monday. Monday at 12.35 in the afternoon. Yeah. So you have to wag it from work <laughs> and, uh, and check this out. Right. Night of the Demon. Oh, 1957. Jacques Tournier. Uh, Stunning movie. So when's this on? Monday afternoon. Monday afternoon. What a strange time for that to be on. That that's synonymous with twilight, night time. Yeah, like, yeah. You know, anyway, but but, but again, it's a good film. It's a good film. It's that thing where you have a problem because it's in black and white. Mm-hmm. If you put it on prime time, people yeah. start whinging. So let them whinge. Yeah. I'm sick of hearing but, but I'm it. I'm glad. sick of it. Anyone who starts moaning about black and white films, you're just an imbecile. I'm I'm so glad that, that the channel has branched out and started showing more of these things. They did the Universal one just yeah. before Christmas. Yeah. I think uh, Creature from Black Dunes on just before Night of mm. the Demon on Monday. So if you do wag it, you've got two great films. Yeah, superb. Uh, what's your next pick? That's it. Two. Yeah. Just two. We're sticking with that for your formula. Yeah, but you say just two. I could nice. read the whole listings out, but what's the point of that? That's well, I'd push it to three because, as I've said before, two is not a list. I wonder. I didn't say it was what? a list. Well, who said it was a list? Here's, there's two it's, recommendations. It's, it's two recommendations. It's just so it's weak source. Push it to three at least. Come on for next week. You choose the third one. I, I damn well will. Right then, that's yeah. the challenge. Very ex- excited to do that. You have something to do in the show then. So. Dear me, dear dear me, God! So, horror channel. Why don't they break? Why don't they do the horror double bill that they used to do? You know what? I, I wouldn't put. I wouldn't put it past them because that's that, some of the thing that they would, they what would love I, to do. What I appreciated there that was like a masterclass. You you had the original, a black and white classic like Universal. And then you'd have the after the, there'd be a short break, and then the second film would come on, and that'd be a more up to date colour. Say, say for example, you'd have the well, a Universal monster, like you know, it'd be Frankenstein or House of Frankenstein. Then after the break, it'd be you know, um, Blood from the Mummy's Tomb or something. Yeah, yeah. Like you know, a Hammer type film. 
I, they hold the license for a lot of the hammer as well, yeah. so that's a, a very, yeah. very good thing. But it worked Maybe because, we should just suggest it to Yeah, him. well, that meant that someone like me at that age got to see these black and white films that were made, oh, 30 years, 40 years before I was born. Yeah, absolutely. And, I, was, and, I was exactly the same. And new, and new stuff. I just think if you want to introduce young people to these, you've got to. But, my God, it's an uphill struggle. It is, it because really they, is. they just do not have the patience to watch it. But they don't know. You'd be surprised what little they know about films. Yeah. Because I mean, I'm listening to some of them and I, I, they just don't have a clue. It's almost like this radio station is in black and white, isn't it? In terms of how many people listen to it. Well, no, I don't if they, if they it, close their eyes, tonight. they can see us in 3D. It's quiet tonight, I'm afraid. We, I think we do. I don't know. It's like no, swimming We've got uphill. some on Twitter. We have, we have, we have. It's uh, David on, Geldard. Oh. Uh, <clears throat> oh. Listening to you in a castle in the northeast. Fabulous. I've seen a picture uh, he's, of that. He's castle. moved out, has he? A question for each of you. Can you recall what was the first film you rented on VHS or Betamax? That is a toughie. Probably going to be a little bit of a thinker, that. So. Betamax Alien. Oh, he's got it right out the gate. Yeah, I'm going to have to give it a I little bit more it. thought. I couldn't I believe I was getting to see a film when I wanted to see it, and it was that, and it was, you know, brilliant. Yeah. Martin, do you want... Off the top of my head, I don't know, because okay. I remember certain films, I don't remember the first one. Well, it's all right. Right, put your thinking cap on. Any other business... No, we got an email off Russ Unsworth. An email. And he's saying, uh, yeah, no, that's all we got tonight. Evening chaps, just got in bloody traffic. Watched Doolittle this week. What a pile of shite. And also finished Lock and Key on Netflix. Again, I was hoping it got better, but sadly I found it was one of those everything in the last episode type shows still... On the upside, I won £200 from Radio X this week off Johnny Vaughan. How is everyone? And is it strawberry milkshake this week? <laughs> ah, see. Throwback. Mm. Yeah, I did have strawberry milkshake. Did you? Yeah. That's fascinating. I, did, I got it a treat. I come out, I was in hospital, and then I come home and I got a big bottle of strawberry milkshake. Oh, no, now I, I feel got. bad for got being sarcastic. Bottle. Massive bottle. No, it's really good. It used to be if you poorly, someone would get you a bottle of Lucozed. Yeah. But you can't do that, it's not special anymore. It doesn't come in that rappy, rappy, the crinkly rap. stuff and all that. And it's not the, the chemist, so no <laughs> strawberry milkshake it's not now. really that good for you. <laughs> I, I don't know what you're talking Synergy. about. Crinkly wrapper. It used to come, it used to get you, it used to come in a really weird bottle with knobbly bits on the top, glass, and it would be wrapped in this see through plastic. Golden plastic. Yeah. yeah. It's a bit, so you, you see the really expensive yeah. Easter eggs and they're all wrapped in this sort of crinkle yeah. stuff. It's a bit like that. Yeah. It or, was so odd. It didn't seem odd then because that's all I knew. But when you look back at it now and you see a picture of it, you go, what was going on with this? Why was it? And you could only buy it in uh, chemists. Yeah. God, I miss Quattro. Susie? No. Quattro. Remember Quattro? Drink, yeah, 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 yeah. I remember now. I'm trying to remember what it tastes like. What about oh. Umbongo? Yes, fabulous. Umbongo's still out. 
Is it? Yeah. No, they don't do adverts anymore. Oh, no, they don't have to because everybody's buying it, except for you who thinks it's gone. I think it's gone. It's I think gone. it has gone because it's, it's not gone. It's not gone. It's not gone. Umbongo's not gone. What do you think? They yanked that off the shelf because it's racist. Yeah. Why is it racist? They'll change it to something else. It's in the jungle and there's jungle animals. But it wasn't just animals, were there? <laughs> well, I don't, Unless you're being racist. I don't think they were drawn, like, you know, look it goodies, up, goodies bad. Look it oh, Baddies good. Look it up on YouTube. Really? Yeah. Right. I've got another idea. Don't stick it what in What about, I'll tell you what was weird, the Kiora kid with the crow. Too orangey for crows! Yeah, that crow. I'll be your dog. Yeah, that is so obviously George Lucas, that that crow. Right, if Umbongo is still, I mean, we're trapped in here for another hour Umbongo's so out there. let's I've get had it some long listener to tweet as an Umbongo and they can have a pair yeah. of tickets the as first, well. The first yeah. person Every to Umbongo. Bring a packet of Umbongo to the studio doors can get a pair of tickets. Yeah. No, let's just keep it simple. <laughs> do you still have Piccadilly? Do we want to be running down and answering? Do we want to invite maniacs? No, you he don't. He does it all the time. I, I've learnt from that. Right. They, some of them turned up at the at Fab when me and him were in there. Yeah. They come over. You remember we had to teach one of them, I had to teach one of them to play pinball. No. You don't you do remember this. They wouldn't move. They were, we were they were nice enough, but you know. Right. They right, they turned up because yeah. I'd recorded saying that we were going to see Space Monkeys. And we went to see the Space Monkeys at Fab because it was on, and we put a pre-record on here. And I and you said that was really stupid what you said that you you said where we were going to be um, at the beginning of the show when it started. I said, "Well, we're not here tonight because where are we?" And you said, "Oh, why? Why is that?" And I went, "Well, because we're at the Fab Cafe watching blah 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 blah." And some people heard this and then went down to Fab to meet us. Right. Yeah, there you go. Mm. I can't believe you don't. No, it's a long time over. ago. They came over. Yeah, they wouldn't leave you alone. No. Because at the time you said you really need not to do that again. Right. And I haven't, to be fair. Okay, so definitely don't mention where no, we'll you be say where at you... 10 o'clock tonight. No, no. No. You don't say that. No. Because you never know what will happen. My God, I'm just checking the emails. What is going on here? Well, while you do that, we'll talk about the new issue, which goes on sale tomorrow, Yeah. if you're listening live. So, well, it's a safe bet, isn't it? If you're listening at all, yeah. by the time you can make a trip to WH Smith's or your favourite supermarket, as long as it's Tesco. Unless you're on the motorway and, and you does. stop at a service station. Unless they've got it out earlier. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Who knows? Who knows? But you know, probably cleaner if we just say, "Yeah." By the time you're listening yeah. to this, yeah. and the shops are open, go in, pop in, mm-hmm. and yeah. it's no time to die. There's no I time mean, it's on the cover. It's there's no yeah. time yeah, to yeah, die. Right, yeah, 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 yeah. Inside, we've got an interview with Jeffrey Wright, who plays uh, Felix Leiter. Yeah, he's also from Westworld. Oh my God. Westworld. That's back next month, March. Still Cannot wait. Season two. Oh, you've got to catch up. I know, I will make the time now. Yeah, it's only ten episodes. Few of my shows are all finishing, so oh, yeah. it's a good opportunity. Yeah. Mm. What, that what? means they're just starting in this country. <laughs> oh, God's <laughs> sakes. Uh, yeah, we've, we, went, we did a deep dive. Yeah. Because uh, it's Bond. Mm. We all love Bond. Well, yep. 
We all tolerate so, Bond. So, so, some, some of us love Bond it's more fabulous. than others. It's fantastic. Yeah, there we go. You were happy with it, weren't you? It's Very great happy issue. with it. Yeah. I, loved, I loved the features. Yep, yep. Fantastic I stuff. I got to speak to one of uh, the actors from my favourite Bond, mm. Maddie Smith. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she's, uh, she was in Living Little Die. So. She was in mm. a cupboard. It, what? Martin's cupboard? No. I had to put Rogers, Rogers' wardrobe. Um, ex- sorry, explain. <laughs> why, why I don't understand this reference. Oh, what? it surprised well, me. Well, yeah. Like, a long time ago on a bank holiday, me. Monday, far, far away. It always surprised me why, why he had to put her in the wardrobe because surely his boss comes round to go, hello, Bond, I've got a mission for you, whatever. And couldn't he have just said... Hang on, I'm just nobbing someone. Yes, because that's perfectly normal, that he's of a, he's an age, he's single. He's allowed to. And he would have a girlfriend or a girl staying with him. He, she could have stayed in the bedroom and he wouldn't have gone in there, so it would have been fine. But, but she was a missing diplomat. Yeah, that was I the, think that's the thing. Yeah, no, but she wouldn't. he wouldn't have seen her anyway, would he? He wouldn't have gone in the bedroom. But it also... Gone, well, let me have a look at who you're shagging, would he? It had a bit of that... Um, that sauciness that I like about the 70s oh, films. Oh, I know, yeah. No way it's coming you know, from. It's all, you know, so all, all the vicars come in and the mid-pants oh, have just fallen down. It's sort all of thing. cheeky. And then he used his James Bond magnetic watch to undo her uh, dress. And she reveals all about how that happened. She does. Yeah, mm. that was interesting. Mm. Yeah. Sarcasm's funny, isn't it? Subtle. No? Can be delivered very subtly. I wasn't being sarcastic. That was what you're dead excited about a zip, and how it got. No, I've read the feature. Of course, I've read the feature. I know you've read the feature. And she says there's like three dudes on the floor. They've all got fishing wire between legs. They're all pulling at this zip. From it was fascinating. Oh no. Okay. Good. Oh my goodness. She she took us. She took us behind the curtain. Said it wasn't a real magnetic watch. I was upset. Yeah. There we go. You see. Uh, but this, if if you despise Bond, don't worry about it because there's loads of great there's stuff, stuff in there. There is. There is. Loads of other we stuff. talked to Lee Winnell, the writer director of The Invisible Man. Mm. Big, uh, big film coming up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can't wait to see it. Mm. Yep. That's a joke. You just beat my joke, that's why. You, Pardon? You knew I was going to do a joke about ah, it. Didn't I've been you? looking forward to the next instalment of the Dark Universe. <laughs> It's course, should be good, shouldn't it? Eh? Look, why don't just get over it? It's done now. Let's yeah, let, let right. them crack on with it whatever. Like the Brexit, no? I'm all right. What do you mean? Yeah, let's make the most. Just get of over it. it. Yeah, let's get on with it. Yeah, let's get on with it. Yeah, uh, another cracking movie that's coming out soon. Vivarium. Mm. We talked to the writer director of that as well. Have you seen the trailer mm. of that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it looks good. Yep. Yeah. Uh, very interesting interview. Mm, mm-hmm, yeah, uh, his name's uh, uh, Lorcan Finnegan. Oh, is it? Yeah. Uh, excuse me. What are you say? Lorcan Finnegan. I didn't. I didn't have to just glance down at my notes for that. No, no, no. No, I didn't. I hope you're pronouncing that right. <laughs> yeah, of course I am. Uh, also, Bloodshot is in cinemas uh, yeah, this yeah. month as well. Yeah, no, after that, getting bounced I'm familiar with a million it. times. Yeah. No, just once. <laughs> just just the once from last month to this I'm month. I'm surprised that got made because that that isn't a great great comic, you know. It's beloved. Is it? Bloodshot I is No, I'm loved. not saying it's beloved or successful. I'm just saying it, I don't think it was that 
potent, mate. So look, well, I see, don't know. Get, get the jump on it anyway, yeah, because it comes from... I'm going to uh, watch it. Yeah, it's a valiant... Our, our article yeah. uh, explores, like, the Valiant uh, uh-huh. comic company mm. and, yeah. you know, their, their rise to uh, mediocrity. Yeah, that's kind of where I'm coming from. And their lofty it, ambitions. It probably stands out <laughs> in their catalogue. But it's a yeah. great article. It is. No, it's it's superb. Um, look, and there's loads. There's loads. So there's an interview with, uh, I'm definitely not looking at my notes again, LaMonica Garrett. And uh, he's uh, pimping Primal, that new Nicolas Cage movie. Where, and we all yeah, love yeah. Nicolas Cage. Yeah, where he uh, hunts a uh, uh, an escaped tiger on yeah. a on a on a boat. No. Uh, but he was he also played the monitor. You think you'd be able to find one in, in like a rowing boat, wouldn't you? you Not a rowing boat, like oh, a, right. yeah, Sorry. no, a big big ship, big yeah. ass ship. Well, you he played the found, monitor. He found it in Life of Pi, didn't he? Found one there. That well, was a little rowing boat. Well, found it, a tiger. Yeah, the dude was in a dinghy. Yeah, I'm bored with these tiger in boat movies now. <laughs> it's just, they're so derivative. <laughs> aren't they, they are. They are. They just you know we seen one, you seen them all. Dinghy in a dinghy. Yeah. You could it, put an it, alien spin yeah. on it. He's <laughs> yeah. got to make that now. I'm writing yeah. it down. Uh, yeah. Well, that's the mag. Oh no! One more thing I've got to talk about. Uh-huh. The Crystal Maze turns 30 this year. Yes, 30! Yep. So we also honour all the other crazy uh, genre-themed uh, adventure games. Including uh, TV. adventure games. Yeah, exactly. That haunted me as a kid. Well, yeah. I thought they were really being evaporated. You know, mm-hmm. in that Vorsex oh, yeah, bit yeah, at yeah. the end. Yeah, but the CSI mat line around it. Uh, I saw it quite young and I, yeah, yeah. I still said, oh yeah, that's... That's oh, but good. it was fun. It was good, yeah. And Leslie, what's her face, was in it. Off um, Leslie Judd, is it? Oh, yes. Blue Peter. Yeah. The... She was the one who was playing a traitor, but she's in it every week, and she's obviously a traitor. And so, uh, why did they not know that she was a traitor after like the second series? Of and Moira Stewart. They must have seen before it. Before she was a major newsreader. All oh, right, I see. Mm. Yeah, she was an alien, wasn't she? Yeah. Yeah. Is this the most aimless episode of this show ever? It's not got a lot of structure to it, has it? No. But it's coming to a head because we're going to have an interview with George Takei. We're doing it right now. We'll do it as soon as we can. I already love Star Wars, mate. That's that's (laughs) no good, is it? That's no good. Right. Well, let's see what he's got to say. I'll just check emails first. No, there's no emails, so let's let's go straight to... We have a little break. We'll be back with you in a little while. We'll leave you in the capable hands of Mr George... Star Trek so pervasive, it seems to go on and on and on. There's another animated show. There's a well, you're familiar show. with the Vulcan greeting. Yes. Live long and prosper. Absolutely. And we have done both. <laughs> yes. Do you think it will just go on and on and on? Live long means good to go on and on and on and prosper. Uh, we are not going to live long. Mm. In fact, you know, some of our colleagues have uh, passed on uh, but they have contributed to the uh, prosperity of uh, Star Trek Uh, we now have uh, six uh, we call them our children our spin-off series and a seventh called uh, uh, Picard Star Trek Picard coming up in January and we have uh, 14 feature films that's 
something that uh, it, it's really a phenomenon a, a TV series that was low rated for three seasons to go on and become this phenomenon of, uh, of uh, 14 feature films major budget feature films seven uh, uh, TV spin-offs uh, a whole bookshelf a wall full of uh, Star Trek books uh, we are now all also called action figures yes um, what you see here used to be up here but over the years <laughs> gravity has its way and I've become uh, more substantial in waistline than I used to be in my pectorals <laughs> yes. so we have live long and prosper and, and I see no uh, indication of our not doing so it was one of the few programs that after its untimely demise they returned in an animated form and you were you were back in that that was that interesting not as satisfying as as the, as the live action mm-hmm. because we were there on the set together playing scenes with the the, the animated version um, when I arrived at uh, the recording studio uh, Leonard might be leaving and I would step into the booth and do just my lines. The scene might be with Leonard or with Uhura, or, but, but I would be just my, alone uh, with my lines highlighted. And then I'm, when I'm finished and I'm leaving, Jimmy Dune would be coming in. So it was not a very uh, fun way of working. Not very social. <laughs> no. So there's nothing but good memories for you with, with Star Trek then. Oh yes, and I the mean, movies I, I'm proud of my, my association with it. There have been stressful moments, uh, and that goes with the, the uh, uh, uplifting moments. Uh, they, we shot into the wee hours of the night, uh, sometimes twelve o'clock, one one a.m. in the morning. Uh, but uh, also some of the wonderful things that worked out, scenes that worked beautifully. Uh, we're proud of. Uh, and I have fond memories of the fun scenes, like uh, uh, Star Trek Naked Time, that yes. episode where <laughs> I at last get unchained from that damn helm console and yeah. I get to take my shirt off and grab my fencing foil and demonstrate my, uh, my swashbuckling prowess. <laughs> it is a classic, iconic image that. You mean whenever you search your classic Star Trek, that image always comes up. It, it's incredible. The um, the movies you went on to the movies. You then actually returned in Star Trek Voyager as well. And you did you want to do more as a captain in your own series? Would you have liked to? Well, have you done know that? there there was um, this movement that began after Star Trek VI: The Undiscovered Country. Yes. Uh, a movement by the fans, not initiate, initiated by anybody other yeah. uh, than the fans, uh, for a uh, a new television series called Starship Excelsior, with the brand new captain of the Excelsior, Captain Sulu, mm-hmm. uh, and that can't be. You know, the Star Trek fans are initiative takers. Yeah, they don't just sit back and absorb in, in entertainment. They take the show that they see as stimulus, as inspiration, and they act on it. And one of their actions was uh, 
to uh, get uh, Captain Sulu on regular s series television, uh, uh, but uh, the powers that be at Paramount are deaf, dumb, and blind. The uh, ti uh, the letter writing was of tidal wave proportions. Mm. They just didn't. I remember how we, all the readers of, of Starburst were particularly taken with um, Star Trek Six. It's one of the that same where the odd numbers, uh, sorry, the even numbers, isn't it? That the, the better movies, and that was that was a good thriller, and it had a, a good um, political message. Exactly. Yes. Because, uh, I mean, from the, the first scene on. When uh, Praxis explodes and the vibrations come through uh, yes. through the galaxies and and shake the uh, uh, starship Excelsior, that uh, explosion was inspired by what was happening in reality yes. on this planet, uh, Chernobyl. Yes, and uh, the uh, uh, explosion at uh, Chernobyl uh, uh, signified the crumbling of the Soviet Union and of the uh, Klingon Empire. Yes, like and the collapse of the Soviet Union as well at the time. And the David Warner character, the ambassador from uh, the Klingon Empire coming, was essentially Gorbachev yes. coming to the West to build a, a, a mm. rapprochement of yeah. a crumbling Soviet Union. Yeah, it was a very clever film. It had a lot of Shakespearean quotes. It had a lot of allegories. And with politics, you've had a platform and you've used it very wisely. You've furthered um, LGBT rights. You've, you've spoken up for a lot of people that um, don't have a voice and find it very difficult. Um, and are you particularly proud of that? And would you, you once jokes about going after Devin Nunes and <laughs> taking his seat. Was, were you ever really serious or was that just a joke? Did you note the date that I posted that? April 1st. <laughs> yeah. Some people didn't get it. I think And they started uh, uh, signing checks. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> they sent checks not, over yeah. <laughs> that we had to send back. <laughs> I, I, I told them, on what date did you uh, uh, date that check? <laughs> and then they chuckled and said, I did April 1. <laughs> but that immediate reaction was so uh, yeah. so wonderful. Yeah. You've also recently brought out a graphic novel, which I've read. And I have always been interested in the effects on Japanese Americans during World War Two, because we have experiences here that are different from American experiences, and that was something un uniquely American. What was the ex ex experience here in, um, in Britain? Well, we we had people had to relocate around the country, but it was voluntary. All our children were taken to different areas, but it was all voluntary. Oh, and, and that was also protecting them, protecting because in London yes. uh, the bombing was horrible. That's right, and the children were that. Uh, it's not a parallel at all. No, it's not. No, we were imprisoned. Yes, by the United States government. I remember that morning. It was a terrifying morning. My parents got me up very early. This was shortly after my fifth birthday. I just turned five years old. They got me up uh, together with my brother. And my baby sister was in uh, in her crib, uh, and they dressed us hurriedly, and we 
my brother and I were told to wait in the living room. And uh, uh, my father said, uh, uh, we'll be, Daddy and Mom will be uh, doing some last minute packing in the uh, bedroom. And so we were just gazing out the front window, looking out at the neighborhood, and suddenly we saw two soldiers marching up our driveway. They carried rifles with shiny bayonets on them. They stomped up the front porch and they began pounding on the door with their fists. It was a terrifying sound that seemed to make the whole house tremble. My father came out of the bedroom, answered the door, and literally at gunpoint, we were ordered out of our home. We were innocent Americans of Japanese ancestry. We had nothing to do with Pearl Harbor. My mother was born in Sacramento, California. My father was a San Franciscan. They met and married in Los Angeles. We were, you know, two generations of Americans. My grandparents were the immigrants, and they were innocent as well. And yet, we look exactly like the people that bombed Pearl Harbor. We were at war with Germany and Italy, but Italian-Americans and German-Americans looked like the rest of America. It was a racist act, unquestionably, and a hysterical, irrational act. There was no charge, no trial, due process, which is a central pillar of our justice system, simply disappeared. And we were imprisoned in barbed wire prison camps. Barbed wire fences, I still remember that fence that confined us. Tall sentry towers with machine guns pointed at us. When I made the night runs from from our barrack to the latrine, searchlights followed me. But the five-year-old me, I thought it was nice that they lit the way for me to pee, you know. Uh, Same experience as that as my parents. Yes. But parallel different stories and I wanted to tell that child's story in They Called Us Enemy because I want to reach a youth readership uh, preteens, teens young adults but via the child's uh, story I also lead them into the larger story of the harrowing experience for my parents yes but I wanted to reach via the comic strip form uh, young people because I, when I was a teenager I, I read comic books voraciously and I remember retaining the information you know at that age when you're a teen you're absorbing in information through your pores and I wanted to reach young people while they're still absorbing because they're going to be the voters of tomorrow. Yes. They're going to be the movers and shakers of tomorrow. Some may run for public office. And I think it's vitally important for them to know that history of the United States when we can react so irrationally, so hysterically, and in su- such a racist way that uh, is contrary, completely contrary to what we stand for as Americans. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and if we have a populace that's uh, uh, informed that way, we won't let it occur again, which yes. we are seeing again. I was but say it's 
parallels till today, isn't it? So. But but it's it's uh, an even lower mm. uh, grotesque aberration because we were always together with our parents. Yes, we were never separated. No, that that is terrible. What they're doing now. Well, they're doing is tearing children away, yeah. infants in some yeah. cases, and putting them in filthy cages with human waste yeah. and overcrowding them. And, and really to underscore the evil, they're randomly scattering them to the far reaches of the United States from the southern border. And, I mean, just to you know, make the situation worse. And when the courts order the uh, children brought together with their parents, this administration is so incompetent that they can't find the right child or the right parents yeah. to put them together. Those children's lives have been destroyed permanently changed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. The the novel is incredible, as I've said, and the main there are a number of things I didn't realise. I call it a memoir. Memoir. Me- novel means made up. Of course. Yeah. This really happened. Yes. And the it comes across, it tells the story vividly and I think it's distressing. But it's equally uplifting in, in many ways, and the way that you introduce some of the childish wonder into it, it, it makes it, it more palatable, and it does go in. I, I do agree. The one thing that did come across was your mother and father, they seemed incredible people. They, they, and especially the scene where your mother and the sewing machine, I don't oh. want to ruin it to anybody she who's not got it. She was a gutsy lady. And <laughs> your, your father, you just, what? about being angry about this he said no people just make mistakes so just in a final closing uh, question do do you feel that they live on in you with their values it's my responsibility to tell their story that that's been uh, my mission to raise awareness because there are people today uh, Americans that I consider well informed people when I tell them about my childhood imprisonment, yeah. they're shocked. They're aghast. They don't know about this. No. I think this is... I, we have a lot of glorious chapters in American history, but we don't know about the, 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 the instances where we failed our ideals. And I think we learn more from our failures than we do from uh, the glorious chapters that we already know about. And that's where I'm trying to fill the void with this uh, object lesson of the importance of people participating, people uh, that, that, that cherish the ideals of our system to participate in a participatory democracy. Thank you very much for sharing this. And uh, speak for, I'm sure, all our listeners that we're grateful that you are letting us know because some of this stuff, it does get buried and for political reasons and it's, I wish more people were as brave as you are. Well, the Star Trek philosophy, you know, infinite diversity and infinite combinations, I think is uh, what uh, we need to know more about and take into our bodies uh, at a time like this. We live in a global society. Our culture is global. What happens here uh, uh, affects us in Southern California. What happens in China affects our economy. 
you know, we live in a global society, and what we said on Star Trek was the Enterprise was a metaphor for Starship Earth, and the strength of our Starship is having the diversity of this Starship coming together and working in concert as a team and boldly going where no one has gone before. Starburst Radio, brought to you by the editors of the world's longest-running magazine of sci-fi, horror, and fantasy. Every Wednesday, 8 p.m. till 10 p.m. Exclusive to Fab Radio International. Everyone else refused to put it on the air. And that was George Takei. Perfect ending. Yeah, it was all right, wasn't it? Superb. He missed the bit off where uh, Martin insulted him and it all ended bad and security threw us out. Did it? No, of course not. Oh. No. It's just him saying it could have, though, couldn't it? Lovely, man. He was. He was perfect and so well-dressed. He had this amazing three-piece suit on that I thought was just brilliant. The, he was sat in a room and, and he couldn't have been more generous because this uh, PA, she was being really... Nice, but she said you've got fifteen minutes. But she was kind of doing wrap it, wrapping it up, sort of gestures, and he was having none of that. He he would have happily gone on even more, but we thought we covered everything. But his book's really good as well. They call us enemy, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And I really enjoyed it, and I would advise anybody to read it, even if if not just because you like Star Trek, you're into George Takai. It's it's a fascinating story about what happened in World War Two when they just went and decided, oh, Pearl Harbor's happened. The Japanese are our enemies, so Japanese Americans who were living and working here were going to. I'm sorry, you're going to have to go to a, a, a prisoner of war camp until the war's over. Then him and his his uh, family got carted off and they lost the business everything was taken from them and it's told in graphic novel form with a really good style with really good artwork and I can highly recommend that I think there's a lot of uh, parallels to a lot of nonsense going on today yeah and Russ has emailed in again he says oh and on Bond what's the thoughts on Billy Eyelash's dilge right (laughs) Billy Eilish we, as I said, we've already said at the beginning, we put that was on as our opening music, and I think she sings it really well. I think it's a nice song, but it's still got those things that irritate me where it's got a sample of John Barry's guitar twang at the end, it's got the trumpets from uh, the Bond theme, it's got little flourishes of trumpets for, that are from Goldfinger, and then you, you go, Well, the other, these other great songs, these great Bond songs, didn't have to keep cutting bits from other Bond songs because there were no other Bond songs. They made original songs that were strong, like belted out like Goldfinger. And she sings it well, and it's atmospheric, but it's the same as like Sam Smith doing the writings on the wall. It sounds okay, but the the bits where you go, oh, this sounds very Bond, if you actually just listen, it samples, it's it's bits of the Bond theme. Skyfall got to number one everywhere. This is the best Bond theme song ever. And then you go, well, it's literally got the James Bond theme in it. It's so fucking lazy. You know, it really is. And I'm sorry, I, I just wish they'd go back to trying to come up with something original. Like, you know, A View to a Kill by Duran Duran. 
that was that was a great James Bond song, and it didn't borrow from anything. It was its own song. George Martin, Live and Let Die. That was completely original and one of the most memorable pieces of music. Not only the song, but that actual theme that was the, mm. the, that was repeated in the film. And then you get the other problem where the IP, this is being produced by uh, her and I think Zimmer's involved, but that's not the people who are making the album. The soundtrack album will be released and it will not have that song from No Time to Die. That song, if you love it, you'll have to buy that separate because that'll be on the Billie Eilish album. And the the actual soundtrack will not have it on it. You'll so. Are you sure me, about that? Absolutely, it happened with Skyfall. Did it? Yeah. And then there's a little bit of the Skyfall theme in one track on it, and it's uh, the Skyfall. The original soundtrack does not have Adele's Skyfall theme song on it. Well, that is they're not mental. allowed. They're not allowed to. It's a different record company. So they. Uh, the, so then at the beginning, there's one track where it goes duh, 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 just in amongst the uh, one track as he approaches a casino, and it's actually got an asterisk in it, and it says on it, in it's, what is it? Yeah, passages from um, Skyfall by kind permission of Adele and such polymorph records or whatever. Right, I yeah. thought you meant that little Viking fella then. You know the cartoon. Asterix. God. He wasn't a Viking. Wasn't he? He's a no. Gaul, for God's sake. His name He's a is what? Ast- his name is Asterix the Gaul. What's a Gaul? Oh, he's a fucking Gaul, isn't he? Uh, what's, oh, what's a, a Gaul? The, 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 like a ghost. The indigenous population of that region that the Romans had conquered. Yeah. Gaul. It's a place. Gaul. This, this is how much a... a, a well, you know what a Sax- you know what the Saxons were. Well, the Saxons a invaded band. England. No, the fucking <laughs> Christ Almighty. That's a good one. Oh dear. Right, look, should we just crack right. on? Right, it's the Gaul from this load of Gauls. Yeah, Jesus. No, I was never a fan. I don't know why you're so insistent on promoting Asterix. I don't promote him. It's a thing that's that's a lot of people my age grew up reading those those comics and they, they saw the animated movie of Asterix on TV, it'd be on on bank holidays. He was sort of like you know, Tintin yeah. character. I knew you were going to mention you know. him. Well, come the same area, you see. Yeah, You'd horrendous. Watch They'd watch, oh god, what is wrong with you? And I went to the Tintin Museum. What's wrong with it? Last year. Well, what's wrong with it? Everything. Go on. It's very twee, isn't it? And racist. It was fucking twee times. It was made then. You can't not like something because it was made before you were born. Oh, now he's being negative. <laughs> no, negative. He's, it's, it's being, he's being a bit odd. Because, I mean, did you like the Spielberg? Um, they did a good job of I swerved it. It was actually quite good, though. It was quite good, yeah. You yeah. know that was written by Edgar Wright? Yeah, I know. And Joe Cornish? Yeah. Crazy. And you've still not seen it? No, I haven't. I'll give it no. a time. Oh, I, I mean, the look at look at the animation style as well. That was very off-putting. Uh, yeah, I wasn't impressed with that. But it was a fun film, it, especially in 3D. Yeah. It was you know, that was, that, that was like a trilogy, the first yeah, in, a tr- no, yeah. in a proposed trilogy. Yeah. So. And then it bombed, and yeah. then Spielberg came out and said, we're still making them. I yeah. don't care, we're still making so them. It was Peter- and I went, he won't. No. no. It was a and collaboration between two powerhouse directors mm. uh, slash producers and uh, a powerhouse writing team. Yeah. And, poof, crikey, no one turned up. No. Nope. Uh, Peter Jackson mm. was going to do number two because yeah. he co-produced the first. And, yeah. And yeah. he said, nope, well, that's remember, a number two. <laughs> Peter Jackson, Steven Spielberg, all these people, Edgar Wright, Joe Cornish, 
they grew up on that, so they that's a beloved character to them. Like I love Charlie Brown. You no, know, me too. Those characters, yeah. peanuts. Yeah, and, yeah but, but you you try and explain that to to a ten year old nephew or something. No, it's funny it's though, difficult because um, and they know who Snoopy is, but I'm not sure they know who. The rest of that film went down really well. It did, yeah, mm. yeah. Uh, what what was it called? The Peanuts movie. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. Peanuts movie. Um, I feel really guilty of not seeing it. It's really good. Okay, so it's CGI, but it's also honouring that mm. you know that's that. Archaic 2D style. The nice. Style. I shouldn't is have it, said archaic. It, does it, does it, that, is it a new? Indicates. Is it a reboot? Like it just starts. No. It just no. 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 It just. Yeah. All, all that stuff happened, and yeah. this is just yeah in that universe. Uh, but it's done well in it. Is what? Is Snoopy done well? Yeah. So yeah. you know, I, I said I used the word archaic. That was that. I misspoke. Well, that classic 2D animation. Yeah. yeah, no, yeah. Uh, it hasn't been fully 3D rendered. It's still it's a CGI movie, but it still is almost two D styling. Yeah, it's it's I odd do. but yeah. very beautiful. Right, uh, the music's there and the melancholy's there as well. Obviously, it's a little bit more up for the kids yeah. because uh, you know that that those it's you, a lot you of can't dark really stuff in it. There the is, yeah, it's beautifully strips. melancholy. But, you know, what I like about it? Charles Schultz who um, he they see the thing in there, but I don't know. It's going to get messed about with, and it's a shame because what it is at the moment. So like, I like it when there's a team in place. Like this is why I said to you, Tomb of Dracula, and that it's always between that or Strangers in Paradise, which is my favourite ever comic book. But Tomb of Dracula, I love because you had Marv Wolfman, Tom Palmer on inks, and um, and you had Gene Colan. And they did every issue, every every issue for the entire yeah. run. So you weren't having one where you now you can't even get a year. If someone says I'll commit to doing a year on this title, you get and these two issues where there's a shit artist in and it wrecks the thing. That's why Charles Schultz, for from for sixty odd, uh, nearly seventy years, drew every single one of these because you know it's a strip every day yeah. and he did one oh, and yeah. he went out every day Absolutely. but he did every one of them and then he got cancer and he knew he was going to die and he ended it and did his final one and just before he died and that was it and nobody's touched it since ah i did not know that yeah right no one's touched it since That's so, tragic so i said no but but this is it tragic because uh, he because he's done the entire yeah. run from start to end and you've got that and if you actually look at all them the ones he wrote in the 60s the ones he wrote in the 70s whatever the compl- the the comments they're doing about oh the war and love and peace and stuff like that these things you look at it and it looks like it was written a week ago and, yeah and i think they're going to last forever because the characters of that they're not they're so universal, these characters. Well, Apple uh, TV Plus have, has got a Peanuts mm. TV show on right now. Right. They they okay. pro- they produce one, uh, yeah. and I think it's called Snoopy in Space. Okay. Yeah, but right. like, don't don't worry. Mm. It's like they're they're, they're not mm. like. Um, uh, taking it to like crazy degrees, no, no, and this no, is no, not no. some. No, know, but he they've was not jumped the that shark. Sort of character though, Snoopy was. He was the most sarcastic bastard I'd ever come across. He was as a, a fantasist kid. as well. Yeah, he, he was. Yeah, the totally. Red Baron. Yeah, etc. Yeah, etc. Yeah, et et had adventures with who's the bird? The Woodstock. Woodstock. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. How could I forget that? You know. But this again, they've totally honoured that that two D classic style. Yeah. 
and it's it, it it actually looks like one of the old shows. Right, a little right. little bit more polished, but right. it, it's not like the Peanuts movie that they produced a have couple you of seen years the, ago. Have you seen the the beloved one? The, the Christmas. I've movie. seen them all. I yeah, I that, own them that all. Christmas one. Yeah. Is, no, I yeah, I'm a same here. Yeah. I'm a genuine fan. But the I, I was one. raised on the little paperback yeah. collections. Yes, yeah, same here. Same here. That's my where grandma I used it. to. Yeah. Whenever I stayed yeah. over at my that grandma's had all house, the strips in it. Yes. One little yeah paperback. But I got and all she, of them. She yeah. she had the whole collection, and yeah. all my my uncles and aunties yeah. were were raised on those, so they were still around yeah. when I was when I was a kid. Well, that's so the same. Inhaled all that stuff. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. But you just didn't get indoctrinated into Asterix and Tintin. But normally people of a certain age, your age, my age, you know, around our age group, they'd be, they would be like all three of them because it's of part course. of the childhood. That's I'm, a, it. That's I'm, only, I'm only being facetious but, about the Asterix stuff uh, and the Tintin stuff. Complete, I enjoyed my time at the Tintin Museum and wished... That I I like Tintin more. Tell you more. what, the, the Tintin, uh, the worst piece of Tintin memorabilia I've ever seen, you've seen as well. It's Phil's T-shirt. Um, <sighs> Our yeah. PR guy's T-shirt. He got in trouble. You know that's a criminal offence when he goes out with that on. You're I've gonna told have to him, explain I've warned it. him. Right. <sighs> he's got a picture of Tintin and Snowy the dog. And right. he's he's shaft he's got his cock up up the do, up the dog. He's basically beasting. He's beasting. Snowy. Yeah. Euphanized it. What the dog wants euphanizing after that? I, I would imagine. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Jack it, it over it. It was just terrible. It was terrible, and he wore it out. And, a, and a, an old woman come up and slapped him. Good. Yeah. Damn right. And told him not, you shouldn't be, it's disgusting. You know one of my pet hates, we've talked about this before, uh, cartoon porn. Yeah. Uh, It's a disgrace. If you are jerking off Mm. over sexually explicit images of of the bullshit, take that back now. (laughs) Right, I'm going to pause so Martin can uh, like literally issue an apology to me. Hmm. I've been uh, informed I have to do an apology that Chris doesn't have an entire collection. Yeah. He borrowed it off Mike. Mm. Nah, I hate it. I hate <laughs> it's it. I've expressed. I don't want to be in here with him anymore. This is, it's horrible. It's horrible. That stuff is highly questionable. Yeah. Yeah, I think the dot, the little figures uh, that they have that when you're in America and you see the shops and they just, they just have loads of them. Of what? Like these these like not, it's not so much hentai, but it's the other end with the, the school kids Sailor Moon type. Oh, it's the same thing horrible, though, isn't it? Horrible. I mean, you've got them and they've got little suspenders showing under the skirt, and it's just what the hell? Yeah, but there's a whole you know? subgenre what I'm talking about before he uh, hopped mm. in there with a very <laughs> offensive joke at my expense was uh, you get Simpsons porn yeah yeah frozen porn frozen Frozen. come on get a grip no oh, no no don't no, I mean get don't a get a grip <laughs> if you're getting frozen a grip over frozen there is something wrong There's <laughs> let something it wrong. go let it go <laughs> shall frozen we uh, talk about other things. Well, I think we're gonna. Be, we're not gonna go for another break. We'll just carry on because yeah, we've, we've, we've got. We've got fifteen minutes. minutes so we've got fine. fifteen minutes. Yeah. You know what? Let, let's do an entire show where there's absolutely no relevant content to the week. Let's let's well, do it as a we're challenge. We are. We are. We are. This is the one. Yeah, definitely. Geldard asked the question earlier on. What was the first VHS? Like 
Yeah. Galdard! Yeah. What's he done wrong? <laughs> David. Yeah, David. David asked the question yeah. earlier on uh, via uh, the, that Twitter platform. Yeah. What was the first VHS or Betamax you rented? Mm. I had to give it some th- thought in the break there mm. while we watched it, listening to Spock. And oh, uh, it, it was... Uh, f- I figured it out. It was the... It was a collection of the 1966 The Incredible Hulk cartoon series yeah. on VHS. Yeah. So I, I reckon I was about seven, eight years old, mm. maybe. I still remember the video store where it was. Yeah. Uh, and it was in Cheadle. Mm. And it was, uh, well, there's no point in describing it because we're not in Cheadle and it's not, this is a podcast. So I know, I know, where, I know, where, I think I know roughly where it right, was. Right, it's a pub yeah. now. Yeah. It's a pub and it's just a little bit above a, above the pub. Yeah. And you have like a, uh, like a, a swap meet style marketplace yeah. once a month uh, just behind it. I don't know if that makes sense to anybody. Mm. Could, probably not, but it doesn't matter anyway, does it? It's, no, you know, it's not just, there now. No, it's not there now. No, none of none of them are. And that that it's so um, sad. On the and way, that bombshell. Oh, well, you ended it there. <laughs> <laughs> I come to Kimbawa, do do boo, by God, do do boo, de boo, de ha. I think you should do that one week, just do the whole thing all the way through. Can you believe that after ten years I do not I do not know the lyrics of there are this. They, they, that's not lyrics that Is he just doing gibberish? It, it, it's a bit of jibber chapper, yeah. One of my failings, my brain failings, one of many, is that I can't remember any lyrics, as proven uh, yeah. during the break when I was uh, singing outside in the darkness. Yeah. By the Who. Yeah. The theme, if you're listening to the live one, yeah. the live episode. You wouldn't have yeah. got the proper name of it anyway. What was it? Everybody calls it Teenage Wasteland. There we go, mm. Teenage Wasteland by the Who. It's not called that. Oh. Mm. It's Baber O'Reilly. Mm. It's what? It's called Baber O'Reilly. Is it? Yeah. Are you, are you, are you serious? Straight up, it's straight actually up. called that, that's why Teenage Wasteland yeah. on albums. It's called oh. it on albums. Oh, well, well, the, Flipping wrong. Well, I feel you must have bought them and it's yeah. on there because I've oh. seen it on loads. But the music for pleasure ones, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So we were playing that because uh, Stranger Things is in the news this week, aren't we? Yeah. We're not going to talk about it though. They've kind of given. No, because that'd be too relevant. Yeah. Stuff let's away. let's go for one episode where we've got nothing. Yeah. Nothing. <coughs> nothing. The, this this could have all. literally been. <laughs> Well, we got shit loads of emails. Yes, they've actually just loads of emails. Oh, brilliant! Have just brilliant. So that's not too bad. Yeah, but we'll say. Do you know that you're talking about closed down video shops? That blockbuster that was um, before you go to Kingsway. That one that's that roundabout was an absolutely massive one, and it's still there with the blockbuster logo on and all that. Just shut up as the day it was shot. They've st- they've not let it in all these years, and then you drive past it every night, and it still just looks like it's just closed. It's not shut down and empty because you can't see past the window. The logo's on there. I'm surprised and just, he's not I really have it. got an itch to walk round a blockbuster. No, you let's know? do it. But well, no, I mean, Let's I mean, it. actually, I just wish it was there, open with the stuff. Okay, I once had an I'm idea. Not suggesting we break in, right? Here, Although, here, unless you wanted to, right? But exploring. Yeah. Okay, here's an idea. Yeah. Yeah. 
We, the physicals, it's dead, right? Yeah. And we're slowly starting ah, to succumb. Did I've got see, an idea, I though. Gonna, I was going to, but after we've done this, I just want to say something about Blu-ray sales, but go on. Okay. What if there was a VHS app, mm. uh, sorry, virtual reality app, Yeah. where you could uh, go and buy your digital movies? Yeah. By browsing around instead of like mm. just like you know scrolling through Apple's iTunes or or Amazon, what if they skinned a mega video store yeah. that you could actually like yeah, virtually yeah, yeah. browsed yeah. the aisles? Yeah. And with ice. a little, and you've got a little glove, and you'd reach well, in, no, and yeah, you, 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 use, you pull, use the you pull it out, touch, you, exactly. And you, you just grab the box, and exactly. Then you can read what it's about, and, and you have a look around, yeah. and there's crisp behind the counter. Yeah, yeah. a VR VHS store. See that? Be ace that. Yeah, VHS VR. VHS VR. Yeah. Can we? Oh yeah, it's a good idea. Oh yeah, I think can it'd be quite difficult, but you could do it. If we know any coders, you'll do it on the cheap. Yeah. Yeah, you couldn't do. You can't do the VR stuff on. That'd be magical, wouldn't it? But it would be ace. Yeah. Also, you can um, um, pipe in your mates. Yeah. So they're there as well, and we just go and hang out for the rest of our lives in a virtual. That I've got that that um, the cinema on the Oculus. I've been in it. Yeah, Yeah. and you just sit on it. Yeah, it's it's just mad, isn't it? And and then and you can actually just decide am I'm what I'm putting a, a screening of a movie like one of these like you said the lighthouse you get you said to me the other day about how good it is and I'm just trying to get time to bloody watch that one I went uh, I watched Parasite yeah actually I opted for Parasite my God it's it's really good right I really yeah. liked it I'm going to see it tomorrow night I think it's really really good I think that the way that the the segues happen and the, the intersection of the story and the way things turn and twist. It's you, not what you expect. It's it? not at all. It's just bonkers. It's really good. So that was it. But yeah, you could just go, right, I'm putting it on tonight, eight o'clock, whoever wants to come round and you and whoever. We could all be sat there and we got our avatars and we're all And sat you just there never that. leave your house. You just it's put just your goggles great. on. I think yeah. I legitimately it's, think this is the future. Well, it's better than some of the things. How many emails do we get on this show where people are going, cinema sucks, what's going on? I've been there and it's horrible. I don't want to leave the house. Yeah, yeah there's, it's not worth leaving yeah. the house. And, you, and there'll be a, a little mm. glitch. In the uh, mm. in the program where someone comes and yeah. sits in front of you with yeah. the phone out. Oh yeah, they want to do that. Yeah, yeah. Well, that one has setting where you can have people smoking in there that oh, goes into that. the thing. Yeah, but to make it look good. The, oh the no, beam. Yeah, yeah, for that. Yeah, but, yeah, but no, yeah. no, no. Yeah. To, to replicate the yeah. you know the eighties feel yeah, that, of that it. feel sticky of it. floors. Yeah. 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 But yeah, the um, the figures that are coming out on Blu-ray sales over the last three four months, yeah, um, you've had the first period where sales of physical medium has started to really increase and go a lot bigger. And, and I'm talking about Blu-rays and DVDs are actually on the up. Well, They're actually coming up now. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of people been commenting on it online, and that there was one guy who wrote uh, an article, and it was I saw it on Facebook, but it was from a uh, an American magazine, and he'd said that this is that bloody point now where people are they've seen the limitations of streaming. And everybody that went on and went, yeah, I've got Netflix. Oh, great, I can get anything. And then there's that honeymoon period. And now people have got Netflix, Amazon and Disney. And 
they st- they didn't realise that things are going to disappear of off the streaming of service they and then they can't get them. Yeah. And these people are now struggling to watch what they want when they yeah. watch, even though they've got all these subscriptions. And people are preferring to actually just buy the bloody film again. Yeah, now. If you love a film, you want to watch it but forever. But we predicted no. the death of physical medium, but look what's happening. This is a bit of an aberrant, this. This could either be a glitch or it could be the beginning where maybe people do want to actually own the thing no, I, so I've, they can watch what they want. I've got very strong opinions on this. Mm. This The physical media is still dead. Mm. The collector's it's, market's massive. Yeah. But this is, this yeah. is, that's, that's the key there, the collector's market. So yeah. there's... Of course. People, you don't need... We were obsessive about how many movies we owned. We mm. all were. Yeah. I, I presume every single person yeah. listening yeah, has gone through the same thing. We There was an obsession. It was a hoarder's mentality almost. Yeah. Like, um, But now Netflix has come along and you don't need a copy of uh, Three-Headed um, Shark Attack. You don't need... Um, Don't tell me what I want. No, I, you know exactly what <laughs> no, I mean. I think but it's what in, you do need is your favourite movies. I think it's more in the, the mainstream stuff that, you know, you enjoyed or sort of enjoyed at the cinema and you might watch again. But, you know, I don't know, like your, your, your Wonder Womans and things like that, unless you're going to buy the Bells and Whistles version, if, you're not going to buy it because... yeah. But this is where the the collector's market mentality comes yeah. in as well, because like you, yeah yeah you, you Wonder Woman was a bad example. I'm thinking more like uh, three billboards, something like that. Three billboards, one watch movie. You're like, yep, I liked it, enjoyed that. Don't need to own it, uh, and yeah. it's probably oh, always going to be available somewhere. Uh, but what if Jaws is never going? What if mm. I struggle to find yeah. Jaws one night and I want to see yeah, exactly? Like that, yeah. yeah, yeah. So the. I think you're going to see, uh, you know, these collector's editions of the classics. Mm. Uh, so Arrow are sitting pretty. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Uh, and they're, they're, but, Unique, you know, uh, BFI, the weaker. They're all cool. Exactly. Who's going to make the players for such a small market, though? Who's going to what? Make the players, the units. Because at some point, all these, these units yeah, you're got right. are all going to break, mm. you know. You're right. And they, they won't be there. Yeah. They, no, they, they won't, the they won't bother. Yeah, mm. we've got a long time to go, but it is quite scary. But yeah. it's, it's interesting that the uh, about formats and things like that. These the Star Wars films have just announced the the dates for the release, and they're releasing the three D version, even though they know there's no three D TVs. Being oh no, made. go on, elaborate. Sorry, yeah, I'm I'm for the Rise of Skywalker. I'm very confused by this. I, I uh, they're releasing yeah. a four K version, Blu Ray, DVD, and the three D version. Yeah. I didn't see the three D version. Mm. Are you joking? No, no. no. So it's March seventeenth for the uh, digital. For the, mm. yeah, well, that's U US these. <coughs> oh, those are just US. Uh, UK physical is April twentieth. Why do we have to wait, 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 that's wait, for, wait? That's for Rise of Skywalker and that big, massive box set. Yeah. I've that's not seen the box set yet. Oh, that out. just got really proper preview today. It's been rumoured for ages. Well, I, 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 and it's, They're all going to be in 4K, but they're all going to be the versions that are on Disney+. Plus. Yeah, I know. Disney+, Plus is out March 24th. I'm fine. I don't need another box set. Mm. I but don't. I've, I've actually wrote the prices down. Oh, yeah. Uh, this is interesting. 
So the, the UK prices for the 4K edition of the box set, £199.99. Yep, it's it's not happening. The Blu-rays are £64.99. Again, it's not happening. I don't need them. And if, if you're that ancient that you've got DVD only, £44.99. Wait a minute, wait a minute. DVD, they're bothering with DVD. Wait a minute. £64.99 per movie. No, no, for the whole thing. For every single uh, yeah. every single title mm. in this Skywalker saga. It's sixty four ninety nine. That's on, the Blu ray. On Blu ray. On Blu ray. That's the, yeah. all of them. If you yeah. if you want the I mean, four, it's, 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 it's a big it's a big lovely it's lavish box. Yeah, it is, that's yeah. All right, yeah. I thought it was each film. No, but, you know. It's a lavish anyway. box. But, you know, mm. the four K one, two hundred mm. quid. Oh, we ain't got long now, so we're in a better just Rattle through, through a few these, emails. And rattle then. through the emails. Shell's going, that's amazing about the Bond track. Sugar's saying, forgot you were on. You were on early nowadays, peace, and cursing doesn't suit you, Mike. Well, the thing is, Sugar, you'd curse like me if you had my ex-wives. <laughs> Lost is saying, um, bollocks, Tintin is ace. I have four books. Have you got the one on the Congo? Tintin on the Congo. That's a funny one, isn't it? Jeff Runciman saying, I might sit here on tally. Oh, here you go. So, forgot about tonight's show. I might be going to your film festival. Question one, is there a bar? There is, and it's an excellent bar. Question two, is there a cheap hotel near? Yep, there is um, a Holiday Inn, isn't they? What's the one right next door? There's a Holiday Inn, Premier Inn, and yeah. Ibis just yeah. up the road, just all with the walking distance. All at Media City. You'll love hanging around Media City. It'd be great. And he's saying, just so you know, he moved away from Manchester 10 years ago. Well, is it time to come back, I think? And he's saying, when's the Mancunian candidates back? That's on literally in four minutes' time right after this show. And that's why we're rushing. That's why we're rushing, yeah. And Shell's saying, Mike and Chris, what do you think of Picard? Chris hasn't seen it. I've seen it, but I wasn't asked. Well, yeah. What do you think? No, I wasn't asked. Oh, he didn't know. <laughs> I've actually really enjoyed it. it. I've really enjoyed it with caveats where, like I say, I'm not happy about the swearing. I'm no, not happy about it. it. I, just that's making it a bit too real world, aren't they? You know. But I think if, even if you're not a fan of Star Trek, you can really get into it. Yeah. I just pictured Mike there watching it with a lot of fish eggs on crackers. <laughs> Sure, what, caviar. Oh, caviar, right. Well, yeah. if you have to I do have joke. caviar. I oh, like it. Right, and on that bombshell, I think we should finish. Dick, you know, it yeah. just, it's nice. Anyway, I've been Mike, he's been Martin, and he's been Chris, and we will most certainly see you next week.
listening to Starburst Radio, the greatest radio show in the universe. Every Wednesday, 8 p.m. until 10 p.m. Exclusive to Fab Radio International. Starburst Radio is sponsored by Fab Cafe. TV and movie theme bar, 109 Portland Street, Manchester.